Welcome back to the No Judge Necessary Podcast, where we got the opinions like DC, we're crazy like Gaethje, and we're as high as O'Malley. We're the podcast for fight fans that want to see fists fly and don't want to wait on the judges. I'm your host, Brick, and as always, my cornerman, Nil and Matty P. How we doing, boys? Big chillin', man. How about you? I'm chilling. It's I've been a little bit on the road. Back in last week, we had that road podcast. I am back in Arizona, but I will say, check it off. I had a horrible realization. Well, I guess not horrible, but I uh, realized that the fights are early this weekend, starting 11 a.m. on the West Coast, and I, they are free, and we'll get into that. But the main I cards have at 11 a.m. Main cards at 11 a.m. Correct. Ooh. The uh, so the prelims, I believe, start about 8 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. or sorry, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. on the West Coast out here. I have tickets to the ASU game at noon. So, not much I can do there. I'm hoping because ASU is a 16-point favorite, hopefully that the game gets a little out of hand and I can kind of throw up the phones on uh, fights on my phone, but this is not a card I definitely wanted to miss. Um, but we won't get too into that. Uh, no, did, I know, real quick, I, I'm just saying, I've been hyped this whole fucking week. Like, I don't know what it is. Something about it is just, I got big fight feel, like, heavy right now. And I love the fact that it's on early. I'm going to wake up, fucking roll out of bed, get some coffee, some kush going, and watch some knockouts. Like, I love the early morning scraps. And it's just got, I'm not trying to rub it in because you're going to miss it, but it's got such a big fight. I feel for me that it's just, I don't know. I'm trying to watch all the embeddings, the fucking countdowns. Like, there's just something yeah. about this card that's drawn to me. Maybe because it's free. I don't know. But something got because Next week is another huge card. So it's like we get, like, Christmas yeah. and your birthday right after. Like, exactly. And even last week was a pretty decent card. And even today. I mean, did you guys catch uh, one championship next gen? I was on the Not plane. A... I just flew back. So I missed it. Not yeah. a sniff. I didn't catch one punch thrown. Okay. For me. Okay. So I can uh, kind of catch y'all up a little bit. Yeah. So um, I guess I'll kind of start at the top. What everyone was looking for, the semifinals of the Adam Waite Grand Prix. These two fighters will go on to fight in the finale on December 3rd. And uh, winner will get a title shot at the Adam Waite. We had Ritu Fogat taking on... Um, Mezaramba, or no, sorry, I'm doing my fighters mixed up. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Ritu Fogat took on Jeneline Olsum. Uh, Ritu, her wrestling is the best I've ever seen in a woman. Her strength, her wrestling, it is the best I've ever seen in a woman. She was so dominant. Jeneline was actually very impressive with her jujitsu game, but it was kind of one of those position over submission. Uh, Jeneline's guard was nasty. Like, she could never really uh, – Ritu couldn't really pass guard or, like, get to the dominant position she really wanted. But it was just all domination. Anytime Jocelyn went for, like, a triangle or something from the bottom, she just used strength to get out of it. So she ended up getting the decision win. And then Stan Fairtex did get the win over uh, Julian Mezzaraba. Her kicks and her range were elite. She just never let Julie get going, and it was just sort of a dominant performance. Like, it was one of those stamp was on her rhythm, using her kicks, and just dominated. So it's going to be interesting to see 
with what the wrestling versus the Muay Thai, what kind of that matchup does. But I'm very excited for that finale. Uh, other kind of notables, uh, er, the new guy, Iraj Azipur. He fought Anderson Silva in a kickboxing bout. This dude Not is the Anderson nasty. Silva you're thinking of, though. Uh, like, different. A different. <laughs> I saw it's a, Anderson Silva really changed. <laughs> yeah, it's the meme you saw. It's a different Anderson Silva. Uh, he fights at heavyweight. And, yeah, he's a completely different dude, but has the same name. It's a trip. Exactly. But it was nasty. Iraj put him down in the first round with a head kick. This dude is a unit, like 265-er, but he just throws effortless head kicks. It was a kickboxing matchup? It was a kickboxing matchup. So, Iraj is uh, Azapur out of Iran. Next new kickboxer on the heavyweight scene. Um Weren't a ton of other big uh, – oh, Jeremy Miato uh, knocked out Mao Li Tao for a second time. Um, this one was a TKO, and it was kind of weird where he was really getting everything going, and then it seemed like Li Tao was looking for a way out of the fight. He was calling for eye pokes. He was calling for back-of-the-head shots and stuff, and what pretty much ended the fight is uh, Miato threw a jab – and he was like, oh, I poke, I poke. And you can clearly hear the ref go, no, that's a punch. Fight. And Miato just absolutely put it on him after that. TKO ref called it in the second round. Damn. So that was pretty much everything. Uh, Kiro Krushenko got a decision against Dustin Joinson. But Dustin Joinson is a tough son of a bitch. It was his UFC – or sorry, his one championship debut coming out of Canada. He's only had six professional fights. And this dude took some of the hardest shots I've ever seen and kept coming. And it was one of those, like, just ran out of time. Like, got dominated in the first two rounds, but then looked good in the third. So, I'm interested to see what his career brings. I'm, I'm excited to see that Stan Fairtex and Ridu Fogat are going to fight. Um, yeah, Ridu Fogat sort of a pioneer for Indian MMA. And women especially just is one of the biggest stars that one has. And then... She's going to take on the OG star, probably the first ever in Stamp Fairtex. Legend in the Muay Thai kickboxing realm, and now it's coming over to MMA. And she's had some wins by submission, so she's pretty impressive on the ground as well. And I think we're starting to see her figure out the range of MMA. And like you were saying, if she controlled the range against someone who wanted to get it to the ground, she's understanding the sport more. It's not just staying in the pocket and trade and bang. Definitely. So I think that's going to create such an interesting fight. And another side factor, is what I like about one, the winner of this Adamway Grand Prix will fight the champion. They will get a belt for winning the Grand Prix, but it will be silver. And when they walk into that uh, one fight to fight the actual champion for the gold, they will have the gold, and the Grand Prix winner will have the silver. Which is kind of, we'll get into it later with the interim belt, but I kind of think that uh, that should not be gold. Yeah. I, I've always thought that the interim belt should be, be different, but um, yeah, no, I'm I'm very interested in that. It's like it's crazy because Stan Fairtex has been one of the best fighters in one championship. I don't know if she'll be the first. I know she'll be the first woman if she ends up getting the Adam Wick title to have a title in Muay Thai, kickboxing, and MMA. I'm pretty so, sure she already did. No, she. I don't know if she's she gotten won one. It. She got a title shot, maybe lost. I believe so. I don't think she's okay. gotten the MMA title yet. I know she's gotten Muay Thai and kickboxing, but 
I think Ritu is going to be a real tough test for her. I really don't know what that wrestling's going to do, but I'm very interested on that coming at you December 3rd. And then we had some more fights last weekend. Uh, yeah, hold on, real quick, Joe, before, before we hop into that, my last take on uh, one one championship. I'll just leave this as a as a as a fucking cliffhanger. I want to see Stamp Fairtex fight Joanna. That's the fight I want to see more than anything. Then then fight Muay Thai, straight Muay Thai rules. Joanna Joanna fight Stamp Fairtex. But let's hop into last week. Yeah, what yeah, do we have? That's a good card. Tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, what'd you like? I liked. Um, well, there was one fight that was on the prelims. I got to look it up, but it was a fucking banger back and forth. He didn't know he was going to win. It was the RoboCop dude versus the uh, the Ninja Turtle guy. <laughs> we were making Gregory, yes, Rodriguez oh, against Young, Young Park. Insane. Usually we only recap the main card, but that one, I was like, holy shit. My friend was watching that doesn't really watch MMA that much with me, and he was like glued to the TV from then on, so got to shout out that fight. I think it should have got fight of the night. I'm not 100% sure, but... Yeah, yeah that was wild. ended up with a bonus, but definitely deserving of one. Ooh. And then also, we got to give a shout to that Bruce Leroy comeback, because that was fucking wild. I, who called that? You called that? Because I definitely thought he was taking an L. That was me. Amir should have taken an elbow if the ref didn't break that shit up. He was fucking sleepwalking. Yeah, I was impressed with that performance out of Blitz Leroy. I mean, it's kind of one of those that, like, I sort of wanted to see a performance like that where he got truly tested and still found a way, where I feel like a lot of his fights have either been way higher opponents or, like, way lesser. So this felt, this felt like a pretty good matchup for him. He got tested and he still found a way out of it. I was trying yeah, to tell you. He broke the top 15, too, with that fight now, so that's pretty cool. Did he? Yeah, they put a 15 by his name now, so he's got that going. Was that Paeva getting dropped, I believe? Yeah, which is weird. Right before the O'Malley fight, you would think they would kind of want, you know, to get O'Malley in that top 15. But, hey, they saw enough with Bruce Leroy to get him in there. Yeah, I did see that getting dropped. And that's where I'm starting to think maybe they actually do take the rankings a little more serious than they do with just, like, trying to set up fights and whatnot. I got something funny funny for you guys. You know the Rose Clark versus um, Jocelyn Jocelyn Edwards? Yeah, so uh, we were watching that fight, and my friend said that I look like a guy version of Jessica Rose Clark. And I was like, what the fuck? And then we put up. (laughs) Yo, that's hilarious. Side by side, and it was fucking. That was low-key accurate. I was kind of mad. Oh. Let's see if we can get that up there. Yep, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's too good. Damn. I mean, the only other thing I had on it, I will say I kind of got a little discouraged on this card early, where at least gambling-wise, because I had the quick starter parlay, <laughs> which was Zaviad Lavashelli. And Liliana Souza, immediately 0 for 2 on the card. Just So I was definitely a little more out on the card, and I was with some friends. So I had it on, but I wasn't watching big. What do we got on the main event? I got something on the prelims, though. 
Huh? You, you guys see Jai Herbert's post-fight interview. He knocks out Kama Worthy, and, and and someone's like, walk us through like what happened. And he's just like, all that, all that, all this, and that, some of this, some of that. Like He's like, dude, it was the trippiest <laughs> thing ever. He's just lighting up Kama Worthy with punches, and he's like, all that, all this, all that, all right. that, some of this, some of that. Like It was the dumbest was, thing i ever seen, bro. That was the fight that lost me money. <laughs> That was broke all my shit right there. Cause I was like, I won the first couple and I was like, you know what? I think Carmen Worthy's got it. And then just got lit the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, shit. Man, sometimes you really don't know. Really don't. And then I mean, kind of what we predicted for the main event. Yeah. Yeah. Five round decision for Vittori. I mean, but Costa looked fucking good at you know toward the end I, I, the, after the first round where he's like <gasps> i'm like oh shit this could get over soon like and then he just pulled through looked actually pretty good it ended better than vittori surprisingly so where do you think he you think he should go back to, or go to light heavyweight or stick to nah he should stay at he should stay at 205 yes. and honestly i think he's just it's his cardio is a hoax he just looks gassed but he's going to throw 20 punches around that have more power than anyone in the sport. And that's going to make a difference. Every like he still has he's just enough. Kicks. Yeah. The body kicks were adding up. And just when you thought, Oh, he's gassed. He comes through with the combo. That's like, Nope, he's still here. So I think it's a little bit of a mind game. And maybe I think, uh, Vittori was right that this pussy wanted to fight at two Oh five the whole time. He just said like, he just fucked around and tried to make it a mind game, so it threw me off my game, but it didn't work. Right. Like, I mean, I think Dana said it that he can't go back to eighty-five. Like, yeah, but then his trainer. He said he has to or something. No, but Dana said he has to fight at two hundred five. So I, I don't know if that's just his next fight or two. I mean, honestly, he's massive in like that two hundred five division. We'll talk about it more, um, you know, later in the card, but. It fight it really needs like I think like the top of the two hundred five division starting to round back out, but like we could use a little more energy coming up and you know what's next in this uh, in right. that two hundred five. Should fight Alexander Rockets. I'm gonna turn on the light real quick. But who would you want him <laughs> to fight for his first two hundred five? Rockets is he rank like fifth? If he starts him and then. Yeah, Prohaska's probably next for the belt, regardless of what happens. Right? That was the only name, which I guess coming off a coming off a loss and all this bullshit, they probably don't want to throw him too big of a name. The first name that came to mind was Prohaska. Yeah, but that's just because like it's the I like the winner no? of I like the winner of Vulcan and uh, Angolaev. Oh, so you're going further down? I don't hate that. What about Lionheart? That, really that seems perfect for me. I'm sold on that Rockets rematch because he wanted that, and I'm like, ooh, that's kind of dangerous. I, either that or I was sold. What about Dominic Reyes? That would be a great fight. That's a good one. But I feel I'm, really bad for Dominic Reyes. The last fucking – how many fights he's been getting animals that are just lighting his ass up. Real talk. <laughs> that's a fight I would for sure want to see if we could ever go back to Brazil. You know, if we could have a card in Rio, that's a fight that you put as like a co-main event, and they go dumb for that. I'd be yeah. big in on that. Um, anything else? I mean, does Victoria immediately get the title shot now, or 
Nah, is it gonna be? Nah, it's Robert. It's Robert Whitaker, dude. He just okay. Sorry, sorry. I meant. I think he should fight the winner of Brunson and Cannoneer, but whoever gets that is gonna want the title next. That was kind of okay. So that was more my question. If Brunson wins, he should damn near get the shot after Whitaker. But if Cannoneer wins, I like Cannoneer versus Vittori. One more for both. That was kind of more what I was asking. Obviously, Robert Whitaker, but I was more saying, are we going to see Vittori fight again, or do you just try to wait on a title? No, he has to fight again. He's you lost to the you lost to the current champ twice. You have to fight again. This yeah. isn't uh, this isn't Colby Covington. I lost to you once. I mopped this guy. I'm back. No, no, no. It ain't none of that. You you lost twice already. So you're you you've already you've already dropped. Yeah, you've already dropped way down in the rankings. Like. Yeah, no. I Whether agree. you want to admit it or not, and as much as we want to say this fight went according to plan, it kind of didn't too. Like Vittori lit him up with jabs and eight body kicks and like volume. I thought he's gonna have to drag him to the mat, and like he kind of did, but he kind of didn't. And it was like, I don't know, it's just interesting. Maybe Vittori's more well-rounded than I anticipated. Well, I feel like I, it's hard to drag a big old guy like coasted to the ground, but especially when he's got an extra 20 pounds. Yeah, right. Minimum. Yeah, it's not easy to get in a wrestling match with someone who's significantly bigger than you. No, but I was wrong on Vittori. I thought he was just going to be one of these flash in the pan, kind of like, oh, European or, you know, he got like five or six fights right to the belt, like, here we go, and then he's nothing, but he's game as fuck, so got to shout that out. It just shows yeah. how really good Izzy and Whitaker, they're just just like Facts. Max and Wolf, they're just that much ahead of the division. Yep. Completely agree. And that's where I, that's where I do kind of like the idea of a Cannoneer and Brunson fighting them before he gets a shot. Where it's kind of like, like you said, they're in a class of their own. And if you want to be in that class, you got to earn it. I'll say one last thing. Blonde Brunson is like LeVar Ball. Never lost. Never lost. All right. Uh, some MMA news. We got some announcements. Oh, oh dude. Giga Chikanze versus Calvin Cater. Are you Let's go. Let's go. I, how is, did we not even think of that fight? Like, I just that never crossed my mind, and it's so perfect. So perfect. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Also, also, we had some other stuff. Oh, wait. Keep going, though. Keep going on that. Oh, no. I was just going to say, because it was such a perfect spot, because, like, Looking ahead, nothing made in the rankings. Looking ahead for Cater, nothing made sense. But he was too good of a fighter to just be like and eh, throw him someone like the tenth ranked guy or something. So Giga coming on, wicked hot, and like he, I think Cater's the perfect guy to give Giga that fucking beating that I've been wanting him to get <laughs> to shut his goddamn mouth. Like you know what? All these decisions. Yeah, no, it's gonna be a fucking war. But you know what? All these giga, like, it's all decisions. You're still fighting on, like, lower-ranked guys, and you're talking like you're, like, the fucking next great coming. So let's be, see though. it. He might be. Maybe. We'll see. But if you're not knocking dudes out, you're not finding a way to finish. Yeah, you're putting incredible volume. You're definitely a very skilled fighter. But his level's to this shit. No, he beat Barbosa. He fucked Barbosa pretty bad. Yeah. Which no, and I mean, impressive. All, I know, all I know is when this fight was announced, my boy Mo sent me a DM of the fight and said, Giga by second round KO. 
I was like, damn, it's like that? And he's like, yeah, my caters from Methuen, like Mass. Like, you're not going to rep the guy? And he's like, nah, it's Giga. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't really know. Caters got way too much of a I'm a Giga hater. I don't know why. But, you know, you, I, have to pick, I have to pick a couple guys in each division where I just – I don't go for them. And they're, it's not as fun. I, obviously, I respect all of them. They're all fucking goons. But – yeah, Giga's one of the guys I, I kind of go against for, for fun. <laughs> I think it was kind of the same thing. I'm on the same train as you. I just don't really fuck with Giga. I think partially it is like the decisions and not as exciting of finishes, at, at least early in the career. And like you said, I looked at the division and I'm like, well, I mean, I love Volk. I love Cater. I like 50K. You know, I like Bryce Mitchell. Like, I can't like the whole fucking top ten. So I can't like everybody. I got to pick some people. God damn it. (laughs) I agree. Any other news, P? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched Fedor get that knockout over Tim Johnson in in Moscow. That was pretty awesome, pretty historical, because I think he may be done. So it was a cool way to end it in Russia for him. Uh, I hope hope that's it, honestly. I really really do. And I mean – he already had a legendary ass career. Just that that icing on the cake right there. Right. And the one thing I will say about Fedor, I'm so happy he did get that moment in Moscow. You know, that's a great thing. He deserves that. And I truly hope that and I don't think there was any bad blood on the leaving, you know, just UFC moved on. I truly hope that the UFC gives him his due. I hope he comes back. He gets his retirement. He never, he never was in the UFC. He never, never in the UFC. Really? That was the biggest thing with Fedor. I thought yeah. he fought a few. No, times. it was always pride no. and other shit, and they could never get him. That was always. Yeah, I always thought there was a little era. Old UFC champions once they got old, and then they went to. Belgium. Yeah, he just fought so many UFC fighters. Wow. Yeah, and he My just fought everyone, dude. Yeah. Wow. And pride and all that. And yes, yeah. dude, he's fought everybody, fam. Right. And he's. He's a savage. Him and his brothers, bro. There's multiple of them, and they're all fucking heavyweights with fast hands. I remember right, working at a pizza shop, and this dude walks in, and he's like, my favorite fighter of all time is Fedor Emelianenko, and he's like showing me highlights of just electric hand speed. And I like barely knew who Fedor was at this point. I was like, yo, I gotta watch this guy. This is that dude. Also, to other news, with the, the Professional Fighting League, we got a bunch of new champions there. Um, any the relevant ones that you may know, Shoeface Junior, who left the UFC. Um, I don't, Car, I don't know if you guys. Yeah, Antonio Car, Antonio Carlos Junior. Yep, yep, yep. He got he won. He just won a milli. Got the mm-hmm. championship in that division. Um, Kayla Harrison won, of course. She wins everything. Um, Clarissa Shields lost. That was yeah. the big thing. That was everyone's like, oh shit, but. I think the only reason is because I bet on one fight. It's Larissa Shields. No, it's all PFL. They're fucking idiots. PFL's the dumbest promotion. I was all in on them. No, why are they handing out $6 million on Wednesday? What are you doing? It's random Wednesday. There's no rhyme or rhythm or anything to this. They used to do it New Year's Eve. It's like they're just handing out millies. Correct. But no, I get to do it New Year's Eve. Correct. And you have one big event. So why are you doing it on a random Wednesday when no one knows that it's going on? I love the idea of PFL. I love the idea of PFL when they were first. Ray Cooper the third. You remember that guy who won it last year? That was a nasty knockout. 
he got it again this year. So those were the those were my highlights of it. It was dope to watch, honestly, because it was a lot of fights. It was fun all to watch. Million, all for a million dollars. So I'm like, oh shit! Like you know, they pouring it all on. So, but another reason, another reason I'm saying uh, PFL is stupid is because like you have Clarissa Shields, arguably the, the she, her nickname's the Gloat. She's the best female boxer ever. Why are you giving her uh, a wrestling opponent in her second fight? What are you doing? Give her a kickboxer. Give her a kickboxer and let her hands fly. Let's see some magic. She should have a viral knockout by now in two fights in PFL. I don't care. It's only been nine months. They should have fed her somebody. Like, if they're really serious, they obviously, it's no slouch because anything can happen in a fight. But they should have given her a camp. They should have been like, here you go for a couple fights. Get some hype behind her. That's not even trying to disrespect the people they would put in. But I feel like they've given, they've thrown her to the wolves, and she can't handle someone that's going to be able to take her down. Now maybe that's her own fault by getting too close, but I don't know. I think they could have given her more friendly matchups. Agreed. I don't know. I mean, I saw the girl was like three and zero, so I was like, yeah, she's only had three professional fights too. So I thought it was fair, but you know, you can't right. find another boxer that's that's uh, trying to make their MMA debut. But keep going, sorry. No, nah, I mean, yeah. if, but if I'm if I'm getting in a cage with her, I'm I don't care if I'm a boxer. I'm gonna turn into a wrestler, real quick, fair. real quick, fair. No, fair. I completely agree with that. I I'm kind of just with Neil. I love the idea of PFL when their whole like pitch was that, and I don't know if maybe just COVID fucked up all their scheduling and that's why. But they used to do all their championships on New Year's Eve, and that was perfect. That's that like awesome. hey. Like, everyone's pretty much home. Like That's what I'm saying. That's lit. It's, it's so, done that again. I think they're doing they're doing some things right, but giving out, like, $12 million on a fucking Wednesday in the middle of football, baseball, basketball, hockey, and the World Series is a bad fucking idea. And just, like, right. they have to remember, it's six title fights. That's, that's fucking three hours right there. And there, like, were fights, there was prelims, too. Like, it correct. <laughs> correct. So they have to, like, realize that. Like, that's why New Year's is perfect, because you you could have it going all night long. You can't just have a nine-hour event on a Wednesday and expect it to be fucking lit. You know what I mean? Right. You're right. You're right. It was hella long. I'm not trying to... All right. Never mind. You're PFL's right. lit. PFL's lit. Sorry. <laughs> no, I like how they have the ref cam. I like how they try shit. That's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, and that's that's yeah, like why we're bigger. mad at them. Is it's yeah. like we're not out. We want you to be better. It's like I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Like be better. Because they are doing a lot of things right. I agree. That ref cam is sick, dude. The, the ref, ref cam, the ghost cam. I seen the, the the strike speed as well. Yeah, the strike the strike speed with that's fucking dope. Punches. Like forty six mile power kick, holy shit! Like yeah, I know. I will say it's definitely it's like gonna take a little while. Twenty eight. It's like oh shit! Like yeah. it's almost like little league baseball where I'm seeing the speeds and I have no idea what they mean. I'm like, I don't know. Is twenty six good? Is forty two? Like I don't know. That seems fast. Like you know, you start but seeing like you see twenty, 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 and then you like you see a forty six right to the. Ribs, like, oh, I know that. That seems lot. like more. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, for sure. And then uh, before we get into the card, we had a few fan questions off of Twitter. Ooh. Wanted to get into them. Let's hop into it. 
Uh, what do we got? First one comes in from Joe. Uh, he basically just said, is this just fight card Russia? Um, I know most of these fighters, but I feel like most of the people can't pronounce their names. For this card this weekend? Yeah. He it's said, not Russia. Said, it's a foreign so right? like got it's, They got some Chinese guys in there. They got they, it's, a, it's a good mix. But it's like it's, an international card or something. Yeah, because it's Abu Dhabi. This, it's so easy to get anyone into Abu Dhabi right now in COVID and times. There's some, new, there's some new thing about how international fighters have to be vaccinated to come in and fight in the U.S. So Dana White's Correct. like, mm, no, you don't. We're going to go to Fight Island. <laughs> Facts. And you know, now the, the whole setup at Fight Island's a little different. Like, before it was the W Hotel in a smaller bubble. Now they're in, like, a bigger fucking hotel that's like a villa. And they're just chilling. And they got the Etihad Arena now instead of just the, like, old fucking hangar dome that people were fighting in in the more stricter COVID times. That's but, yeah, true. I think it's just an international flair. That's really all it is. It's just the UFC trying to show their muscle and be like, look, we cover the globe. You guys think you might cover the globe. You guys think you might do this or that, but we truly cover the globe. Definitely. Um, Similar, I guess, kind of question, but this is coming in from Zach. Uh, From a gambler's perspective, why didn't they match up more fair fights? It seems like a majority of the fights are like minus 300 or more. I didn't really I feel that way. I, I think the odds are kind of bullshit sometimes. You know, I think Sandhagen and Yan should be Jan, Peter Yan should be way closer, in my opinion. Glover and uh, Blahovich should be way closer, in my opinion. I can see the the Mahachev being a bit a big favorite, but not by minus seven hundred. Dan Hooker's a goon. I think it maybe minus three fifty would be accurate, but. Yeah, I, I see. I see why. I see why they would say that. But if you look at the rankings, I feel like they're all very close in the rankings. So that was kind of my thing. I haven't, I haven't really looked at the odds too deep. I kind of like to do that. Is I do more of my just research on the fighters before the podcast, and then I like to kind of take a little bit of a live reaction to the odds and really see um, what I like there. But you want to know why they're, they're skewed? Why is that? There's a lot of cancellations. This is true. And yeah, so there's when a you lot get, of fill-in fights. Yeah, when you get people fights. on three weeks' notice, you know, it, it's going to change the odds. Now, do I agree that they're this drastic? No. I think a lot of fights should be a lot closer. Like, I get it. The guy's probably going to win, but it's a fight. Anything can happen, and it's kind of crazy. Now, like, a I lot of money is going to be lost or made on this card. And I can see Dan Hooker throwing a knee up Bro, he's got nasty knees, and but we're all big Dan Hooker fans here, so yeah. we'll get more into that. Um, last question I got coming in from Tim. He's like, "This seems like a sneaky dope card. Why is it a numbered card but also free?" So I was hearing Dana try to explain it as like this is just how the schedule lined up. Now I don't know what that means, though. I really don't. I don't. I don't really get it. Maybe this is uh, a way of like trying to pay thanks to Abu Dhabi for the times they hosted, so they'll have like a free card that'll just hopefully get mad eyeballs, and everyone will want to go to Abu Dhabi in a fucked up way. I was just I gonna know. say I didn't actually, I didn't actually think of this until you just said that. But could it be a theory of? 
Dana's been talking about all week how they have a big announcement and something that they're working out with Abu Dhabi right now. Could it be a theory that they were going to put on a pay-per-view worthy card for free so that the numbers on this card look as good as possible for whatever business proposal they're trying to finish off with Abu Dhabi? Like, we got 1.3 million people to watch this. You know what I mean? Like... Maybe that's something where they're trying to put their best foot forward so they can finish off whatever deal, which our theory in that, me and Nils work in theory, I don't know if they'll be able to pull it off next year, but no, no. it's International no, Fight Week, right? 2023, International Fight Week, live from Abu Dhabi, sold out arena, 40,000 fans. That sounds awesome. I want to go. Facts. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said. It's going to be Yas Island. There's going to be the whole UFC experience. They're probably going to open a PI up in fucking Yas Island. Real talk. There's no swifts going on over there. I'll tell you that. I don't care. Somebody about get get put in a split in these fights, though. Real talk. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know why they do it for free. I I don't, not personally. I'm not going to complain or ask any questions. I'm just going to. It's also, it's also like. They're just they're big money ESPN now. Maybe ESPN's like, dude, we want people to watch this sport. Let's put on a free one. Dana's not going to say no. They're paying seven billion dollars a year to be on ESPN or whatever it is. Like, right? Or they signed a seven billion dollar deal at the at the jump for like. The yeah, and that's where I mean. So it's like sometimes the big boss might just come through and be like, "Hey, we need a free one." All right. Yeah, and honestly, I've been kind of thinking about that where especially with how big and kind of mainstream the sport is getting, I think if they cut down the number of pay-per-views, absolutely stacked those pay-per-views, and then gave out more decent free cards like this one, their sport would grow exponentially. If you only had about four, maybe six pay-per-views a year, you're going to get us three to buy every single one of them. And casual fans will buy most of those. Because, like, a lot of casual fans will maybe buy one or two a year. I think if you stack the cards and really got it to it, you could push those guys to four, maybe five cards a year that would normally buy one or two. And even the most diehard fans, a lot of them still only buy maybe seven or eight out of the 12. You know what I mean? So I think if they can cut it down and then you're giving more free good content, which is just going to grow your sport, especially in the social media type era and the era of streaming. So are you with that? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't that hard. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. So pre-fight diaries, UFC 267. First fight, who we got? We got Tajir Ulanbekov out of Russia taking on Nalan Nascimento out of Brazil. Ulanbekov 12-1. and one. Nascimento 18 and 5, this in the flyweight division. First fight. Love that it's flyweight's first fight. It's just instant energy at all times. Cardio for days, but I don't really know how this is gonna play out. Yeah, I wanna Oh go ahead. I was gonna say I wanna lean the Russian because but it's just kind of tough because I don't know much about Tajiri yet. And it just seems like anytime Alan Nascimento fights anyone that truly belongs in the UFC, he loses. But he's beaten a lot of riffraff at the bottom of the UFC. So I don't know where Tajir falls into that. Yeah, and I'm just going off of names completely. His name is close enough to Tiger 
and that's he's gonna win. Yeah, he's gonna smash him, dude. He's from Dagestan, <laughs> twelve and one. He's probably got Khabib in his corner. He's gonna smash this guy, dude. I mean, if that's gonna be the opinion, this is gonna be a short podcast. <laughs> if we're going hey, off we'll just rushing names, and guys can smash. yes and no. But dude, come on, twelve and one against eighteen and five on the first fight. He's gonna smash this guy. Nah, it should be a smashing. Like, let's see Nascimento's recent run of form. Oh, yeah. He's getting big smashed. Big smashed. Oh, yeah. Like I said, anyone, like, half legitimate, he loses to. He lost to Julian Paeva. Like, he's not a very good fighter. And Tajir's coming in at minus 360, kicking off those big spreads that uh, I believe it was Joe in the comments was talking about. Oh, yeah. There is a lot of those. Next fight. Next fight, we're going into the middleweight division. We got Yao Zhang Hu, three and two out of China, taking on Andre Petrovsky, six and one out of USA. This is an interesting fight. I don't know much about the guy from China, but Petro- uh, Petrovsky <laughs> over here. Petrovsky is from the Ultimate Fighter season, a uh, heavy wrestler. I remember one of his fights, he like gassed out in the second round. And afterwards, he was like, if I could just fight like that for 15 minutes, I'd be unstoppable. So I kind of want to see if maybe he can come back if that's what he's about. But I don't I don't got much on uh, on who over here. Who? Yeah. Uh, who is three and two? And that's not a proven enough thing for me. So I'm going with Petrowski. Let's hope you can get your cardio yeah. up. <laughs> and then we'll see. It's not a great look for uh who he's lost his first two UFC fights, but Wait, weirdly, what? I'm just so this far can't be out right, fam. on what's that? <laughs> this can't be right. He lost the heavyweights. No, he didn't. What, what the hell? Him? Wait, bro, Rashad Coulter and Cyril and Cyril Asker. These are heavyweights, fam. Like Tai Tuivasa knocked both of these guys out. Well, he does fight out of Tiger Muay Thai. What in the hell? Yeah, Cyril Asker's definitely a heavyweight. What the hell is, is Yeah, so this so so this is his correct. So this is his first middleweight fight, and maybe that's why he's getting it. I'm he also so hasn't fought since twenty eighteen professionally. I don't like yes. any of this for who. No. <laughs> no. None of this math is adding up. Like That's why I'm taking who. I'm getting plus <laughs> money on him. He's fighting out of Tiger Muay Thai. They've been hiding him in a cage for three years, <laughs> cutting him down to starving him, cutting him down to a 185 killing machine. And to be perfectly honest, I am so far out on Andre Petrovsky because he just <laughs> smells like that one fighter, every single ultimate fighter that they kind of try to gas up as like, this is the guy. He's the favorite in the house and everything. He's the sickest wrestler. He's all this fucking shit. And then those guys suck. The quiet guys who go about their business, do the damn thing, and win the damn thing are the guys who are actually legitimate. This guy was just, oh, he's supposed to be the best wrestler, and he got caught, blah, 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 blah. Fuck out of here, dude. I'm taking who. Give me the plus money. Who is coming in at plus 188? Petrovsky minus 240. Give me that plus money. I'm out. Fight. Next fight. We got Makwan Emirkani, 16 and 6 out of Finland, taking on Leroy Mur- Leroy Murphy, 10 0 and 1 
out of England in the featherweight division. Fellas, opening belt thoughts? This fight makes this card absolutely stacked. It's far too early in the morning for this much of a banger to be happening. I think this, this should be a co-main. Money on this fight right here. Guaranteed. Whoever I pick is going to be a loss. Because I lean Americani because I'm like, ooh, flashy. But then this Murphy dude, I keep, I, I forgot about him. And he's actually solid. He beat. Uh, I'm big on LeBron Murphy. He beat, he knocked Ricardo Ramos out. And that's where I'm like, oh, shit. I don't know what to do. I'm just damn near thinking. Oh my god! Let me see Look if I can this. get that on camera for uh, for the listeners. Oh my home. god! What are we doing, blood? Jesus. Yeah, I mean, my head's fucked on this fight because I initially was leaning Lerone Murphy. I saw that he was a minus three thirty five favorite. What? And that scared me. And then we pulled up uh, Makwan Amir Khani's uh, tapology page. And tell me what do you think of this? Oh, yeah, he's got all the bitches. Yeah, no, no, no. That's the... <laughs> yeah. Mr. Finland, bro. Mr. Finland. So I have no idea where I'm at on this. I think if you're going to bet it, you almost have to take Amir Khani, right? Like... I would Unless, say not, it doesn't go the distance. That's the only thing I can think that's like kind of safe, maybe. Not know. to go the distance, minus one thirty-four on the Barstool Scores book. I think I you like take uh, I think you take Lerone Murphy by, by knockout. Lerone Murphy by knockout would be plus one fifty. So yeah, I mean that that's would probably be the right way there. to take the favor. That's your bet. I don't hate that. Because I feel like Americani, if anything, is gonna try to use some jujitsu on the ground and like make it dirty if Murphy can just keep his range and he's very good at being southpaw orthodox or whatever flipping flipping his stances right and so if you can do that on Khani second round I could easily see him slip counter wham and it's like oh shit now he's backing him up TKO him I can Americani see that is pretty tough though he's last he's gone the distance with like Barbosa Arnold Allen that's kind of the thing is it's like I don't know if Larone can immediately put him out and then what's it gonna look like in like the back half of this fight. Anything I put on this fight, I'm losing. That's all I know. That's a fact. I'm losing I feel on this. That. It's gonna be an accumulation of damage by Murphy, if anything. Second or third round, late like stoppage. Right. I might just take your bet just because it won't be my own original thought. Usually you're right when I'm wrong, so. <laughs> Fair. Next fight, we got a mouthful of a couple names. Yeah, we're getting in the light heavyweight division. We got Mikhail Oleksajo, 15-4 out of Poland, taking on Shamil Gamzatov, 14-0 out of Russia. I just wanted to give a little clap on those yeah, pronunciations. Congrats. Well done. Um, this I don't know one, these guys are. Uh, yeah, this one's going to absolutely buck the trend of massive favorites. Shamil coming in at minus 125 and Mikhail coming in at plus 102. So ask your dog. My dog's licking its balls right now, so we can't ask him right now. But um, My dog just asked me, who the hell are those guys? <laughs> you remember you remember Dodgeball when he's announcing the team and he's like, in from like Poland, Michel. That's who I think <laughs> of with this guy. That's literally who I think of. It's like this guy's Michel from 
Do we uh, know? Dodgeball. Is he? I know he's also Polish. Is he been training with the like Marcin and um, Jan crew? That, that's a factor. If he has been, he I is. might take him. I don't, I'm not seeing Miroslav Oshinsky, so. Is that I love also Jan's other names that are hard to pronounce, too. Yeah, real talk. He never fights like Joe Smith. Never. No. Never. It's never – it's like Boz Donovov against Oleg Sejuk <laughs> or whatever his last name is. It's like – Sean Sean's back there just cracking up, bro. He's, he yeah. He's guy. like, how can I fuck John Anik today? It's like one of these guys got to go. We can't pronounce everybody. <laughs> Far too many syllables and Z's. We got to – let's go. But are y'all, are y'all making a pick? Yeah. I'm going I with mean, Michelle off of dodgeball just because of that reference. I'm probably going with the undefeated Russian if I have to. Oh, he's Russian? Yeah, yeah he's Russian. Russian undefeated 14-0. That's kind of where I'm leaning too, but the, the, the dodgeball Michelle just got me thinking he's going he's gonna to put the blindfolds no. on. And just dodge that shit and fucking get after it. He's got one fight on the UFC against Klitzin Abreu, and it was a split decision two years ago. Oh, fuck this Russian. He was supposed to fight OSP, got two canceled bouts. He was supposed to fight Devin Clark. I'm kind of with you on the Misha. And he had, he just, his last fight was a split decision. Oh, damn. <laughs> In 2019. I mean, granted, COVID, you, you can't really... Blame anyone for anything, but I don't know. Split decision against, I don't even know who the hell this guy is. He's fighting out of Machakla, Russia. That is, that's, that's where you need to be fighting out of if you're an undefeated Russian. He doesn't have a mustache, is all you need to know. You know what? I'm going, I'm switching switching up here. I I can't go against the undefeated Russian guy. What the hell is wrong with me? All right, next fight, next fight. Let's get into it. We got welterweights. We got Alessio Zaleski, 22-7 and seven out of Brazil, taking on Benoit Saint-Denis, 8-0 and 0 out of France. This is an interesting fight. I mean, just looking at it on paper, we got 22-7 and seven against 8-0. and 0. This kind of makes no sense. But if someone can explain it to me, I'm down to give it a whirl. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. kind of weird. Like That's a good start. That's a good start. With Zaleski, so with how had- long? he's been in the UFC, he's only really had, like, two or three, like, legitimate names that you'd know. He did beat Sean Strickland and Luigi Venderini back in 2018. And then he lost to uh, Li Jinglian, who's, who we're going to talk about. And then his last fight was against, uh, he lost to Muslim Salikov. So I know that. What's that? This St. Dennis dude, Denise whatever, his seven of his eight wins are by submission. I think he may submit this dude. Ooh, nickname, God of War. Strong I'm nickname. Seven of eight submission? Like, there's got to be something there. I don't know. Same if you're going to bet on it, you might as well go for the stars. He's the number one ranked Balkan fighter in the world. Interesting. Does that Does that factor in? I don't know who's making those rankings, but... I don't either. <laughs> I don't hate it. St. Denis getting by submission is plus 500 on the Barstool Sportsbook. Oh. I think that might be – I think I might ride with you, P. I mean, that's juicy, man. I might put a little sum on that. Yo, he fought a European beatdown. 
What a hilarious name for a promotion. <laughs> That's awesome. And Brave. That's where Kamzat came from. So. I like Brave Fighters. I yep. like Brave Fighters. So I'm in on this. A lot of arm triangles, knee bars. So he has a couple different submissions. I like that pick. That's a sharp pick. A couple arm bars. Next fight, who we got? All right, let's get back. Sorry. We got Albert Duraya, 14-3 and three out of Russia in the 185 division, taking on Roman Koplyov, 8-1, also out of Russia. This is an uh, interesting fight. Wasn't Duraya on the uh, Contender Series? I don't know, but his image is black and white on mine, so I'm instantly not liking that. <laughs> He's got color on topology. And he actually has a Mercedes-Benz on topology. Oh, okay, okay. Why are, they, why are they putting, like, profile pictures on topology? I don't know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I know when it. topology turned into Instagram, but... It's like it's like MySpace. But apparently it's only for Eastern European fighters. <laughs> you from Poland, you from Finland, you from Russia, you can have an Instagram picture. But I'll take a derive in this fight all day long. Yeah, derive's a big favorite. Uh, minus two, uh, three seventy-five. That almost just just the odds there makes me almost just be like Russian versus Russian. Thank Give me you. the plus money, right? Like, or they know the Russians know. But could they be putting the fix in? Yes, they they usually do. But but wouldn't you put it on the plus money so they can make more money? How many of these and guys take all the saps money who are going to see the big favorite? These are all his wins, Brick. How many of these guys look Russian? Kobe Ortiz, Luis Gustavo Dutra, Jose he Santos. That's he hasn't very... fought very many Russians. No, <laughs> so kind of leaning Jiraiya. Yeah, yeah, I'm back on. This Jiraiya. is a battle of Russia and. Roman Kopliov is fought Doesn't like fight three Russians. Russians. No. <laughs> no. I mean, and, and none of those guys sound like bears either. So, And none of them are – and he's not posted next to a Mercedes in an all-black thing with sunglasses on. So, And Jiraiya's nickname is the Machete. Yeah. This is a big, like, he is going to be in a lot of parlays probably. <laughs> Next fight. Next fight, we got Zabiria Tsukugov, 19-5 and five and 1 out of Russia, taking on Ricardo Ramos, 15-3 and three out of Brazil in the featherweight division. I can't lie, fellas, I'm out on this fight. Couldn't oh, get I'm so three, in on this fight. I couldn't get three shits about this fight. See, I don't know why. I'm a little excited for this fight because I'm on the theory that Ricardo Ramos actually sucks. He's not a good fighter. Wow. That's kind of my hot take. I think he's overhyped and he's actually trash. And this is a perfect moment against a kind of mid-table type fighter. No, no disrespect to Tukarov, but he's not like a you know highly ranked fighter. So this is a good like shut me up or don't like because if he loses to Tukarov, especially in a convincing fashion, I'm fucking right. And if he knocks him out, I'll. I'll, you know, we'll see. I'll tell you why I'm out on this fight. I think Tukagov is Khabib's uh, Dylan Dennis. He he just, like, rides around and thinks he's, like, the shit and thinks he's, like, the guy. And it's like, you're not. And I'm just out on this dude. And I couldn't give a I, fuck. I'm out on him because he ran away from Hakeem Dawadu at the end of that round three. 
And he was uh, and Hakeem was like, "Why are you running?" And blah blah blah. So I I was leaning Ramos. I thought Ramos was a dog. I know uh, I've been seeing him fight since I've been watching this fucking thing, and I, I most of the fights I've seen him in, I thought he was doing all right. But I, I this I thought could have like potential like fight of the prelims, like one of the best fights on the prelims. Really? I mean, yeah. it definitely could be a scrap, and that's kind of where. Like I said, and I'm kind of with Neil. I don't think Tuka is like nasty or anything, but I think it's a good measuring stick of like, all right, if Ricardo Ramos actually think he's like a 16 and three and like gonna be in this range, 16 and three and 19 and six, into so, it, like, so right. I don't know. Well, Ramos is only 26 too, so he's been fighting on this thing since he was like 21 years old. Is he really that young? Wow, damn. But Tukugov coming in at minus 177, Ramos a plus 140. So you're getting a little juice there, P, if you want. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the bet I, I would lean. I, I guess I'll put a little bit. I'm not throwing in a parlay, though, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I feel it. All right, next fight. Next fight. We got Amanda Hebos, 10 and 2 out of Brazil, taking on Verna Jandaroba, 17 and 2, also out of Brazil in the female 115 division. All right, I'm just going to say who's going to make the joke first. What, that she likes uh, French fries and Oreos on her pizza? Why does she just go like that? I thought it was Rob Schneider. <laughs> it is Rob Schneider. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's just get all our jokes off. I feel bad, uh, though. I feel bad, though. I don't like I like. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Jandro has got some, guy, got some eyes going this way, fun. that way. It's just, yeah. It's a sight to behold. At this point, I think she's a good enough fighter that I can make fun of her. It's like part of the shtick. It's like sure. a WWE thing. Everybody's equal. Yeah. yeah. If she, yeah, that's actually sexist. If just because if she was a man, you would make fun of her. I said so it'd be easier. It would I'll be make a lot easier. Regardless, <laughs> it would be a lot easier. But. <laughs> I mean, I thought this fight might get canceled because she bit the mailman. (laughs) He was casting a spell on her or something. (laughs) All right, that's That's enough crazy ass jokes. And then, and then you got Amanda Ebus, the like super cute one, all like just the. This is a hilarious fight. This is so funny. I don't know who's gonna win. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning uh, a Verna or Verna. To be honest, but I want I want Hebus to win because yeah, I'm kind of with you. Yeah, um, it's tough. I'm definitely I'm definitely leaning Hebus. Um, I think she's an exciting prospect in this thing. I think that Marina Rodriguez fight was kind of a lesson she needed to learn. Where she has electric stuff, she's got to learn how to control it. You know, it's like that pitcher who comes into the league, and it's like, yeah, you can throw a hundred, but people can hit a hundred. You know what I mean? Now you got to learn how to put a hundred on the corner. Now you got to learn how to, you know, hit a change up or something. So it uh, looks like we lost Neil for a sec, but we'll try to get him right yeah. back. I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it riding while while you, the technical things are going on. But right here, I think. I think, think um, yeah, he right back. I think it just Jordan was the was the person I saw kind of whoop Verna's ass. And like, actually, like, be like, "Hey, I'm on the ground. I'm the dominant one here," because I think right. she's a ground. She's a, she likes the ground. So, Hebus is really good on the ground too. That's she handled Mackenzie Dern. That's yeah, honestly where 
And I know MMA math doesn't work that way, but I think he lost hands. Exactly. And I think he lost his hands have gotten significantly better since that Dern fight. And I don't think the ground game has gone. Uh, it was like three or four fights ago. It was early in both of their careers. So wait, you think Hebos is going to take down Jandaroba? Yeah. I think, I think it's the other way around. I'm trip, am I tripping balls? No, I mean. I think Jandaroba is going to try to be like, hey, I'm stronger than you. I'm fucking yeah. more, I'm more physical. I'm just going to bury you into the floor and just work, control this. That's the, okay. now that's the only on chance this. I, now, that's the only chance I see in Jandaroba yeah, winning this fight. Mackenzie Dern under yeah. decision in 2019. Yeah, now I'm big on. Amanda, because I didn't, I forgot about that. Right. And I, I am an MMA math, prof, uh, I got my degree in MMA. I should come that up, fam. No, trust me, I got my degree in MMA math. So, and I will say the line is perfect in that slight favorite minus 162 on Amanda Hebus. I love that line. I thought I was going to be right with Jandaroba. That's crazy though. Seventeen and two against ten and two, and you telling me ten and two is a minus one sixty? That's bananas to me. But hey, here we are. It's I mean, it's a matchup. It's kind of like I don't know. No, I get that. It's I guess maybe this matchup, maybe pure strength. But outside of that, what skill is Verna better than Amanda Hebus? True. You know, fair. Unless it's a knockout or something, because she just knocked out somebody that won. Think of her name. She just knocked somebody out, though. I remember. Yonderoba just knocked uh, I got it up here. Um, I was excited. Kanoka Murata. Oh, shit. The Kanoka Murata? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was the Dr. Savage. Yeah, she put it on her. So, yeah, that's where – and that's where it's just like as a fan outside of a gambler, like this is an exciting fight where it's like, both of these like Brazilian Vienna. fighters. I, I like to make yeah. fun of her, but I do like Vienna too. Oh, for sure. And both of these Brazilian fighters kind of came in early, like, with, you know, more of a wrestling and ground game, and then their hands have gotten better as they've been in the UFC. So I'm being excited on this one. Next fight. We got Magomed Ankalaev, 15-1, out of Russia, taking on Volkan Uzdemir, 17-5, out of Switzerland, in the light heavyweight division. Fellas, what are we thinking? Why did I think that Volkan had about another 15 fights? Is it just because all seven, all 22 of his fights have been against, like, some of the best in the or world? Because he got a title shot against DC in, like, 2014. Yeah, that's why. Like three fights. He just, like, knocked yeah. everybody in the like, yeah. title shot. Yeah, that's true. He like, I was at that so fight, dude. That's how I know it was, like, that long ago, you know? I got Magomed all day decision. I think Vulcan's uh, tough enough to hang in there with him. I don't, I don't know. know I don't know. It's hard. Bro, Vulcan Uzdemir's got some highlight reel KOs of him getting flattened. He folds like a right. lawn chair. He might fall over in this fight. Uncle I have got heavy hands. And if he lands one, I don't know. It smells like a Ion Kutsalaba kind of fight. Like, just... But here's the thing. I think wow. that Vulcan, since he just got slept by Yuri hella bad, he took some time off. I think maybe he'll be a little less Vulcan out of just like, all right, firefight every single time. And right. that can go the distance sometimes. So I'm like, against people you wouldn't think he would go the distance with. Right, right. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. 
Uh, like, Uncle Ives coming Krylov, in. I thought he was going to. I thought he was going to knock him. I thought he was when beating Krylov's ass. I thought he was going to knock him out. He ended up going the the distance. This is another fight that I thought was going to be a little closer on the odds. I definitely thought Uncle Ive would be the favorite, but he's a minus three thirty five. He's going to be in all my parlays, probably. Fair. Uncle Ive should win this fight. He should. Fair. Next fight. Next fight, we got Jane Leon Lee, 18-6 and six out of China, taking on Kamzat Shemaev, 9-0 out of Sweden in the welterweight division. I just want to start by saying I think Shemaev is the best prospect I've seen in the UFC in a long time. Yeah. Like, is he status McGregor when they came in? Based on the fact that he took two fights in about 10 days' notice, he dismantled both of them with aggression and ground game. And then he came in with Gerald Mershard, who was talking all this shit that, like, you're a hype train. And he KO'd him with one shot. And it's all about the, the pressure and the fact that he's got some power in his hands and he's a but monster to me, on the he ground. He hasn't even got hit yet. Like that's kind of the thing. Correct. Right? He hasn't been tested. And trust me, yeah, he he's got. But you know, how many dudes have come in the UFC? You said, but I, the person who's going to test his chin is going to be Lee Jingliang or G. I always have trouble with his last name. Let's just call him Lee. I used to say Jingliang. Jingliang. Jing I don't think that's okay. So Jingliang. But yeah, I think this is a great fight to test, and we will know how good Kamzad is after this fight. I, I really believe that. What I wanted to bring up about this fight was that, did y'all catch the uh, the presser on this? I don't know if you watched the press conference. I mean, my Mandarin isn't very good. Neither is the translators, but apparently Kamzad's is pretty good. Yeah, so like, Kamzad was just, brother. <laughs> yeah, he was like, brother, he did not say that. He's like, he said he was going to eat me, but you said some other shit. So that was kind it of weird. It looked like he was saying some dirty shit. He was like pointing at him, doing all this shit. And then the, the translator was like, he said it will be a great fight. Like, he's just some bullshit. And you're like, hmm. Yeah, it's actually something. Yeah, he gave a three-word response for a 25-minute uh, ramble <laughs> by Lee. And it's like, uh, I don't know, bro. Like, I'm not the biggest language guy, but <laughs> I heard about 25 minutes of talking, and you translated with good fight. So yeah. I don't know what's Seriously, going on Seriously, and that's one of the things that, especially with me getting more into one championship and being on some of the um, press conferences and stuff, like I feel like I've kind of got – like I don't understand any of the languages, and I do understand there is – yeah, you can sometimes say something longer that translates shorter. I get that. But you can tell when there's a good translator and there's not. And that was clearly trash. I mean, granted, they're in Abu Dhabi, so it could, you know, they may not be working with the A-team. They just kind of found some guy in Abu Dhabi. He's like, yeah, yeah, I speak Chinese. Don't worry about it. I got you. Like, but that was weird. Um, but, I mean, what do you guys at least. Because obviously Nils big times out right now. I'm kind of on the, the fence. I, I don't know. I'm not going to probably bet much on this. I'm, I'm leaning Gun to my head, I'm taking Kamzat, but the thing I like about Lee in this fight is that I think this is the first opponent, as much as Mearshart was talking that shit and stuff, I think this is the first opponent that respects him enough, but it also doesn't fear him. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I think that is a bit of a dangerous combination. So everyone just kind of being like... 
Kamzat's a minus five sixty favorite. No, no, by submission. I think. Oh, sorry. Jing, Jing Liang it has. I don't think he's ever been like. I've seen him get knocked down, but I think he's got a real solid chin. I think he can get submitted though. He almost got submitted by Jake Matthews, which was also plus two fifteen. Actually, I like that. If I like that, if I'm betting on Kamzat. I actually don't hate that because I'm with you. I think his chin could hold up. And even if he gets knocked out, I think it's more of a wobbled and then to the ground and then and just snatch the neck or something. I could definitely see that. Yeah. I think Kamzat's going to go straight forward with the pressure right away. I think Lee's going to try to throw big shots to get him to respect him and back off a little. And that's when Kamzat shoots underneath, takes him down, and I think it's a washing. I mean, ground again, submission. Probably submission, but I think it starts with ground and pound. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I also think when I look at it, like G has lost to, like you said, Jake Matthews and Neil Magny. Those are two wrestling. Those are two grappler wrestling heavy guys. And I think Comjot's just literally going to put him in the leg triangle and just tee off. Yeah. But here is only- where I think the, the, the coin can flip because Comjot, I think, is down to get into a firefight. I think that's the thing. If he sticks to the game, he does that with fucking Lee. Lee can put anybody's lights out. So that's where I'm like, Ooh, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited. Yeah. If I completely agree. If if he sticks to the game plan, he takes him down. He dominates the way he probably can and should. It will probably be over early, but I'm with you. If he's got a little too much confidence, after the uh, Mearshard fight, if he's just too confident in his own shit, he doesn't want to get that, like, oh, you just wrestle fuck, you know, uh, like, Russian kind of style, like, whatever, like, that's not entertaining. And he tries to get in this firefight, like, I don't know. It could be a problem. Bro, he's got all, he's got fucking hella finishes, bro. All his fights at once end by finish. But he's never been in the Yeah, he only got nine of them. Still, three in the the UFC. He's finished them all. This guy's a monster, bro. Alexander Gustafson said this is the greatest fighter he's ever seen, and I want that statement to be accurate, so I'm riding it. Fair. Next fight. We got Alexander Volkov, 33-9 and out of Russia, taking on Marcin Tybera, 22-6 and out of Poland in the heavyweight division. This is a thumper. This is one of those, like, yo, sign me up. We got, like, a 6'9 Russian taking on a shorty, stockier fucking Polish guy. Like, sign me up. This is the Champions League on a Tuesday night gone wrong outside the stadium, and we're going to see a fucking Russian fan and a Poland fan throw hands. That's what this fight is. Sign me up. This is one of my, I think, is my lock. I'm not very confident, though, of anything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. On this card, but my lock is Volkov by decision. I think... Marcin's tough enough to hang in there. I think it will be a really close decision too, but Volkov, I think, is long enough. I think if he uses his kicks and stays a distance, do what he did to Derek Lewis type of fight, um, I think this is a Volkov decision written all over it for some reason. Didn't Volkov he just to win by decision is plus 185. So you're getting a little extra juice if you're picking the decision like that. I will say, when my when I first heard this fight came out, I was all in on Volkov. I'm taking the dog. Give me Tybura. I like that he's been in the training camp with Jan. 
I really like, and I think that's a perfect training partner to get ready for a fighter like Volkov. And he's just, huh? I just think like a a, little Jan over there, (laughs) just fucking blasting through his. No, not Petter Jan. Jan Jan Blahovich. Oh, okay. They've been training (laughs) in Poland. Yes. Oh no, not Petter Jan. I mean, Petter Jan does have more power than Volkov. I'll go on the record saying that now. But, no, he's been uh, training in Poland with Jan Blachowicz, and he said that this is just he – he's just been saying that, like, everything is new. He's like, I got back to my roots. I went back to Poland. I'm working with Jan. We got a game plan. Like, I just feel like a new fighter. And I've always felt like Marcin Tavera was right on that cusp. He might be the best wrestler in this division. Or at least top wrestles that much though. Besides Blades, Blades will wrestle the shit out of him. Right. But I think he's gonna get to the point that I think he's gonna find a way to wrestle him and get him against the cage and just ugly it up. And I don't know. I think this is a new Tybera. And I've always just felt like he's just right on that cusp. He's been not, right on that now cusp. I hate you. I, now yeah. I think about it, I've lost the money on Volkov the last like. No, but this is why I'll, this is why I'll sway you back because Volkov didn't he just fight five rounds with Gone? Yeah. Main and event. He okay. He's okay. He's gonna come through with uh, coming off a five round fight. This is a three round fight. I think he's gonna tool on Tyber. Maybe. I, I just, the, I think range, everyone's way too in on good. Volkov, and I'm just hoping for this new and improved Tiber. That's really where I'm at. Well, he's on five. That. He's won his last five in a row. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The heavyweight division is that is really hard and, to do. And that's kind of what I like in that kind of fighter is a fighter that understands what it means to get to like sort of that top level where he's gotten, you know, five fights in, you know, decently ranked guys. You got Greg Hardy, Walter Harris, like Sergey Spivak, like decent names, but not top level names. And he's not the kind of guy just saying, I'm a champ. He's the kind of guy saying, I need to get better to get to that championship level. And I'm going to go train with my countryman who is a champ and understand what it means to get to that championship level. So I'm expecting Tiber to be someone we're going to see in the top five pretty soon. And this is the first step. I think this is going to be a kind of shock the world type thing. Well, speaking of shock the world, let's hop in. Let's go. Let's go. We got Islam Makachev, 20 and one out of Russia, taking on Dan Hooker, the hangman, 21 and 10 out of New Zealand in the lightweight division. I'm just going to say, there's no chance in hell I ain't picking Dan Hooker in this fight. Oh, so, I mean, this is my dog. You already know that. We, I'm right we all are literally praying for Dan right now. Like, I, 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 And it's nothing against Islam. Like, it's just, Islam's like the kid in school that just, like, gets all the A's. And, like, all the good grades every single time. And it's like, right. all right, who, who, who's going to win the spelling bee? And it's like, please, the underdog right now. I don't want this. Right. And it's, and Dan Hooker's your random boy who entered, who like his science teacher entered him in the spelling bee and he was never supposed to be in that shit. And then you're like, wait, Dan's in the fucking final. Let's go, Dan. Come on against the genius kid. Let's go. And his mentality coming into this has been, like, exactly what you would want. He's like, yeah, bro, I want to take the hardest fight I can. Like, that's why I'm here. I want to see the, what the best wrestler is about. I want to see right. this shit. And 
Man, if Dan could throw his fucking nasty knee right at the middle at the perfect timing. He, we've seen Islam get his knock, his blocks knocked off before. It, there's one loss. He got knocked the hell out. And if anybody yeah. can knock somebody out in this division, it's Dan Hooker. So, Absolutely. I was watching an interview with his, uh, with his wrestling coach, with Hooker, and uh, he was saying, so Hooker fought in the U.S. on the uh, – what card was it? He fought um, – Pat Perez on the on the um, six, the last one. Yeah, the yeah. last one. And then he stayed in Vegas and trained with his wrestling coach, who's based out of Vegas now, Frankie Hickman. I was going to say that's yeah, the three words of why we have a chance in this fight is Frank yeah. Hickman but he, wrestling. But he was saying for like eight weeks they approved his wrestling, and when they got to fight week this week, he brought his two longtime coaches. I forget their names uh, from New Zealand. And Frankie's like, I haven't seen these guys in years. And when I saw them, the first thing we said this week is, you're going to shoot takedowns and start wrestling, and I'm going to throw hands and start striking at them. So they, after this whole camp of him wrestling with his coach, now this week they're trying to mix it up to like get his mind right for this shit. I just thought it was an interesting angle, interesting like approach. Yeah, no. I really think that's something we've seen. Obviously, we love the CKB boys. But I do think that's an underrated part of their game that hasn't been talked about other than me incessantly about Frank Hickman wrestling is one of the things that I think Frank Hickman wrestling has been absolutely elite at is defense. Look at what Volkanovsky's defense has uh, gotten to look at what obviously it didn't work when he went up, but Izzy's wrestling defense has gotten better. Brad Riddell's wrestling defense has gotten better. Kai Car France's wrestling defense, and now I'm praying Dan Hooker's wrestling defense can hold up. And I think that's all we need. We need him to just stuff one to two takedowns in the first round and make Islam think about that and piss him off and get him into the firefight we need. I, you know what else? I think that loss to Chandler is weirdly helpful for this fight because in that fight he was backing the fuck up the entire time, riding the cage, backing up, backing up, and I think – He's learned a lesson there, hopefully, where yeah. it's easy for the wrestler to start attacking when you're going backwards. You know, maybe you'll meet him right in the middle and say, right. hey, come for this takedown. You're going to get kneed in the mouth. Yeah, that's, that's where I think he needs uh, to use his lateral more. It's got to be lateral footwork and it's got to be it's got to be. Oh, yeah. The hangman knee. I could so see it. Again, would be. That's what he's known for. That's why they call him the man. Man. What? That, 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 their wrestling is too, too much. I wouldn't even try. A guillotine to get into a position, I wouldn't try to sub this motherfucker. Yeah, I don't know if a guillotine, but, I mean, that's his move, but I can definitely see, like, yeah, oh, that, I can something like that. A front guillotine or, like, a darts choke or something where he stuffs a takedown. Like, I could definitely see something like that. Oh, man. We need this one. We need this one for the bowl. Max, he's going to shock the world. What are the odds? He's a fat underdog, isn't he? He's like oh, the yeah. biggest underdog on the card. Let's go. We're going to fuck Plus 425. Love it. Let's go. Absolutely love it. Give me the hangman. You have to go Dan inside the distance, though, because I don't see him pulling out a decision here. Imagine. He puts on a wrestling clinic on Islam. He smothers him. <laughs> Yo, Dan Hooker by submission, if you really think he can snatch that neck up, plus 
thousand. Holy! Let's go, yo. We're gonna sprinkle something on that. I gotta throw ten to win two hundred. How many people has Dan even submitted? Recently, not many. But he guillotine uh, Markadiva, um, rear naked choke. It was a lot of the stuff in uh, Australia. Rear naked choke, not two rear naked chokes in Australia. Let's just get a count here. Where are we dealing with this shit? What the fuck? I think he's got about three to five submissions. Yeah, I'm not betting that one, but no. I will throw some money on Hooker just to do it, just because I support, just like I do with the Diaz brothers every single time. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I could, like, like send it directly to him, I would. Like, you know, fuck it. Even if All right, co-main event. Let's get let's it. Let's do it. Interim Bantamweight oh. Championship of the World. Here we go. Petr Jan, 15-2 out of Russia, fresh off an illegal knee and losing his belt, is taking on Corey the Sandman Sanhagen, 14-3 out of the USA. This is a wild fight because you have an absolute tactician and a guy that's going to hold the classic stance and come forward and Petr Jan against an absolute madman who is all about rhythm and timing and offbeat movements and has a highlight reel for the ages. So this is an absolute sick fight, but... I think Jan gets it done. What do you guys think? I got Sanhagen, man. I do. do I think I think Jan hasn't faced a striker like this yet. Hey, he's fought a lot of people. Hey, I mean, he's fought, let me see, Rivera, Uriah Faber, Aldo. Aldo is the closest, like, to top-tier striker that he's fought. But I think Sanhagen's sure. on the level. And then he's For fought sure. Sterling. And Sterling showed in a lot of ways at the beginning of the fight with that weird the, the tempo and the movement that you can touch you can touch Jan, uh, Peter Jan. And I think Sandhagen, the way he's coming into this thing, I think that TJ fight is going to help that loss. He's like, I can't just lose position like that. And I think if he right. can dance around the ring, Peter Jan plots and just kind of follows. I, if he can make it a very movement fight, I think Sandhagen can do it, man. See, I personally just anybody that Petter Jan fought after all the shit that he's gone through, he's gonna win. Like if this was Petter Jan versus Nganu after everything that's gone on and what I've seen in training and what I've seen Petter Jan say and just everything that I've seen again around Petter Jan, there is no chance I am betting against him in think of, any fashion. Think of the future. Think of the future. I'm what should happen? is Jan should win and have to fight Sterling, and they run that back. That's right. the, what should happen. But the shit show version, which normally happens, is Sandhagen wins, and then it's this weird thing where Jan didn't get to fight Sterling again, and then some whole bullshit, and I see it. <laughs> no. Please. When, when fights like this happen, and it's like the wild man versus the tactician, I kind of think the tactics is going to pay off. I think he's going to hit him with a clean left hook. When, when Sam Hankins rushing in on some wild shit. Just high guard, wham, and just end the fight. And That's I mean, kind of what I'm obviously, Sam Hankins fought in a lot of powerful people, but when I see Petter Jan fight, the type of power he has, it's not even like that one-punch knockout, which obviously he has that, but it's like, it seems like he's just repeatedly hitting you with the baseball bat in all parts of your, it just seems like a rushing gangster beatdown where it's just like, he's just clubbing you in the legs, the ribs, the everything. And I just think, I do think that 
The thing that scares Mike me kicks is young. that that's going to make the difference. Yeah, I think if he can find that kicking range, Slow him down. I it's think- going to be a problem. But it does scare me that I think Petr Jan's going to be standing there right in front of him, and it will give it's going to give an opportunity for Sanhagen for sure. And that does scare me. And I think Sanhagen is obsessed with fighting; like he's like super obsessed. And I think if he learns from what he because TJ kind of reminds me of like a not as good Jan. Yeah, and I think if he learns from that and makes the right corrections and really like looks into why he didn't win and, and accepts that loss, he's he comes in. He's a nasty motherfucker. I don't know. He really is. I'm, like I'm not. I'm, he's the upset that I think will happen most likely. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not counting Cody out of this fight, but it just seems like kind of like you said, Petr Jan's just a better version of Dillashaw, and he's going to do what Dillashaw did to him in a better version with more power. I don't, and I, more precision. Say, I don't think he'll wrestle and grapple as much as he should to get the win. I think Peter Jan will stand in front of him more and just be like, I ain't. What, 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 I think he's just going to chew him up. I really think. Damn, if, I love how we're all mixed on this one. Uh, like, we're going to see, man. I think it's going to be back and forth, but Jan with the leg kicks in the classic, he's going to get the job done. What scares me is Jan gets really, really solid as the fight goes. Like, rounds four and five are going to be. If Sandhagen can get up a lead and get up three to three nothing on the rounds, then I'll be like, "Yeah, no, I don't, I don't really see that happening." Like, I mean, maybe this is just my Petteryan fandom kind of blinding me a little bit, but like, I really see if Sandhagen's going to get it, it's going to be a random flurry of fifteen seconds or one head kick out of nowhere, or like a flying knee, like a Edward. or like yeah, exactly, some flying knee. Like I think it's going to be something random in like the second or third round if Corey's going to or if Cody's going to get it. Like I don't really see a world where he's going to. I don't think he has quite the footwork to be able to get on his bike enough and strike with volume to pick up those rounds against. Young, because I think he's going to have to choose. He's either going to have to get on his bike and pick shots, or he's going to have to try to stand there and get his volume. And if you stand there and get your volume against Jan, I think they're going to add up more going the other way. All right. Well, we'll see. Let's get to the main event. Let's hop to the main event. event. Let's do it. Jan Blachowicz, 28-8 out of Poland, taking on Glover Teixeira, 32-7 out of Brazil for the light heavyweight championship of the world. How we feeling? See, I got a, I got a weird theory on this fight. Oh boy, let's hear it. I think that Jan Blachowicz is the best fighter in this division. I do think that he should retain his title, but I have a hot take that I think, and it's already passed what twice, I believe. I think this light heavyweight title will be passed around like the next five heavyweight title fight or light heavyweight title fights. There will be a new champ. The next five light heavyweight championships. We got a new one with er Jan's the first and then I think from here on out is he defended against he did he did defend it against Izzy. So I guess that I still almost look at his him as a new champ. I know that Izzy fight I know I'm obviously an Izzy fan, so I'm not saying it's not a good win, but like I almost just look at that differently. It was almost like a champ versus champ kind of like random fight like it wasn't him in his division against like a, a ranked guy in his division so i just have this weird feeling glover's gonna get it then glover's gonna lose it then someone else is gonna get it 
then like Jan could get back into the mix, but it's just going to change hands the next like four I to five fights. I hate that you said that. I don't know, man. Because that, this is, that was my hot take was that Glover's going to win. Really? I, yeah. It's weird because so, like, see, and, and Jan that's doesn't weird. ever get in positions where he's like, he's so simple, bro. It's, it's, his fight is so simple, and he makes everyone fight his weird fight that's hella simple. And he's never out like as you see with he fought Izzy, he was never in position to get like fucked up. Right. He was like and so I don't think Glover's gonna win off of punches. If he wins, he's gonna have to sub him or get him down to the ground. And I think Jan's actually pretty fucking hard to take down now. I think he's gotten pretty solid at that. So when I, I want I kinda wanted Glover because I'm like on, on like some Michael Bisping story shit. Um, See, and but that's, that's Michael Bisping story, and I don't know if that's Glover's story. And that's kind of where my head's at, where it's kind of fucked up, where I actually kind of think Jan's going to win the fight. I just have this weird feeling about how the 205 I don't think Jan's winning this fight. I'm betting against this guy, Teixeira, who's on 40 years old. This is last chance at the belt. He's on he a five-fight win streak. He looks the best he ever has. He's uh, most finishes in the light heavyweight division, just became a citizen and is settling into his plate. Like, I just got a feeling he's going to find a way to get this done. I just I feel like Jan Blachowicz is a younger version of him. And maybe he accelerated to the belt a little faster, but I know MMA math, whatever, Jan Blachowicz lost to Corey Anderson, kind of got taken down in hell. I think Glover Teixeira might be able to do the same. Yeah, Glover so did Glover. This is true. And Corey Anderson not even in the UFC anymore. So yeah, and Bland and Jan sent him to the Shadow Realm like last fight. So yeah, Jan's on a hell of a run. I don't know. Like again, this is not going to be a heavy bet for me. Like this is going to be a watch as a fan almost because I don't know what the fuck's going. Like everything to me says Jan, but you're right. There is this weird little gut feeling that's like. Not so and especially Glover Teixeira, <laughs> and you got to give respect to the champ, especially even at the sports book. But minus two eighty six just feels a little too juicy. Yeah, no, and, it, it, this should be not a pick'em, but Jan should be in the minus one fifty, one minus right. Yeah, why, even if you want to tell me minus one eighty, minus one ninety, like sure, give some re- more respect to the champ. But That's I think there's a much closer fight. Yeah, Glover can get it done on any night. I think if they fight ten times, Jan probably wins seven or eight. But those two time, two to three times, it could be tomorrow. That's real, correct. That's so real. I completely agree. Yeah, I think Glover just finds a way. He has been, yeah. so I wouldn't be yeah. shocked, man. And he's I could, done it against power punches too in the last couple of fights. Tiago Santos, you know what? Uh, and you know, you know what? what? Glover what? gets every single one of these fights. Glover's been rocked, man. So if he can oh, survive yeah. the legendary Polish power, I think – but I don't know if he could survive that shit because nobody else has except for no. Izzy. But Izzy never really got rocked like that either. No. But I hate to say it. I think this is going to be an absolutely great card, and this fight's going to leave a bad taste in people's mouths. Oh, my God. Victory or something. You're done with the takes on this fight because I yeah my takes because you were like yo the belt's gonna change hands like 95 times you said sour taste we can't end the pod like that 
Javid Basharat, the greatest fucking fighter in contender series history from last Tuesday. He absolutely smashed this guy, did whatever the fuck he wanted. So cool to see that shit. But we're not ending the pot on a negative note if you saying the fight's going to stink, the belt's changing hands, and everyone's going to die. We're not doing that. Anything else? Uh, I love Patty the Batty. Patty the Batty going to be a champ. I don't know, Manny. We'll see. Uh, much love. We out. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.